You are listening to the Downtown Larned Podcast, the podcast where we aim to cultivate vision for the future of downtown Larned. We are so grateful to have you join us this week. Let's get started. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Larned Downtown Podcast. Our special guest today is Dwayne from OPI, his official title, The Guy That Gets Everything Done. You need something done? <laughs> I think we gave him that title. Is that right? Or is that actually your title? Uh, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dwayne, thanks so much for joining us today. Glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, Dwayne, what was it? At? We were at Farmer's Bank at a coffee hour. And, uh, you know, OPI is a staple of, of downtown. Yeah. I mean, you, it's talk about a longstanding business. So, um, being the downtown podcast and knowing that Dwayne has been there for a long time as well, I cornered him, literally cornered him down and <laughs> there, there might've been a few punches thrown. I don't know, but we got him on. Well, if you have a problem in Larned, Kansas, it's crazy that, uh, you know, if someone in, the, if you have an office or a business mm-hmm. here and something's going wrong, you're like, we'll just call OPI. Right. That is yeah, true. That's what you do. Yeah. And, or, Hey, just call Dwayne OPI. Right. He, he, I, the word on the street is he gets everything he done. Gets, he gets everything done. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Dwayne, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what are you from Larned originally? Um, we originally came from Tribune. Okay. And, but we've been here since 76. Did you, are you a tri- Tribune Jackrabbit? Did you graduate from high school? <clears throat> no, I, I left when I was three years old. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Too Larned, though. Too Larned. Oh, well, I, can, I, I think that qualifies as from yeah. Larned. If if you don't get the first three years in, uh, I mean, that's got to be, that's, you're, you're Larned. You, you got Larned blood in you. So, um, so originally from Tribune and then, um, Went to Larned High, I take it. Yeah. Graduated. When did you get involved with OPI? Uh, 1999. 1999. Wow. That's Al- almost 24 years. So you can you can look at me and say, I have been working at, at OPI for as long as you've been growing. <laughs> Actually, I stopped growing like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> for as long as you've been alive, so as long as you've been aging, yeah, aging, yeah, yeah. it's good. There you go. Well, um, so was that the start of OPI? Were you at there at the beginning, or had they been there before? No. Okay. Um, OPI actually started in 1959. Okay. In uh, Great Bend, and we came here to learn it in 1990. Okay. Okay. So still a new business. Nine years. Nine years in, they had probably their processes refined a little bit, but um, you came in nine years later. Were they always at that location? Did they end up buying that building? Um, Yeah, they bought the building in 1993. 93, okay, okay. I wonder where they're at before. But, um, you know, that that building, um, we'll we'll get into it a little bit more. Um, Duane was uh, able to, to give us a little bit of a tour, but... Uh, it's a pretty awesome building. I'm excited to dig into the history of, of everything. But tell us a little bit about OPI and how, you know, if you think of a changing space, like uh, just an industry, the office industry and ink and paper has got to be one of the most changing industries that there that there is. So tell us how have, how on the business side of things, how have things changed since 1999? 
definitely technology. Um, when I first started, you know, copiers were just copiers. Right. And now they do anything and everything you want, almost. Right. It's all in one. It's, it's one. All in, it's all in one. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll almost make your coffee for you. Really? <laughs> almost. Wow. Almost. Are, when they come out with that, when they come out with that model, let me know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, and I'd like the air fryer at the bottom as well. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I can imagine. Um, just even taking over State Farm, um, it we rent our stuff from State Farm technically or equipment a lot of it. But um, Grandpa had some old stuff in the basement. I'm like, I don't even know what this stuff is. <laughs> it's so big and bulky. I, I I don't even know the intended purpose of this, but. Um, so I imagine the same goes for, for all the products. And, and I think it's so impressive that, um, OPI is, is not only around the day, but thriving today. Um, and that's a testament to, um, being open to change. I think that's certainly a play that Larna can take out of OPI's book of just adapting, you know? And we're just, so if you haven't, if you don't have a need for OPI, you don't realize how much or what they're going around doing. And I, I know personally, I'm so thankful for them and the, yeah. the services they pre- so, provide for our community. Office Products Incorporated. We probably should have started with that. Office, right? Office, Office Products. Products Incorporated. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, anything from, I guess, what is it? Anything from, what What are all your services? Um, pens, pencils, paper, any kind of office supplies, furniture, um, printers. Ink. Ink. That's a big one for Toner. me. Yeah. You name it. You name it. Cutting. You, you guys make stuff, print stuff, right? Um, uh, Golden Belt Printing and Great Bend does that stuff. Okay. Us, but sure, sure. Well, you want to jump into Brick Basics, all about your building? Let's do it. I'm excited. Yeah. What uh, what updates has OPI made throughout the years with your building? Um, since I've been in the building, uh, we've done, we put three different roofs, uh, two boilers, and, and now we have central heat, central air. Uh, we've updated both of our back rooms. Okay. Um, one of them we had to put a drop ceiling because literally all of our heat and money was going yeah out sticking sticking on the ceiling. Yeah. Uh-huh. The uh, other back room, you know, we kind of use it for storage, and and you saw we put in a custom garage door and right. They Jared, they have a so in their back area. Um, they store, you know, paper products, I take it. Um, but they made this, like, golf cart-sized um, garage door. It was custom-made. So it, it rolls up just like everything. So I, it's got to be the smallest garage door I've ever seen in my life, but it's pretty cool. And then that was for the pallets, right? So you can, so you don't have to break your back every every single shipment coming in. Correct. That's, that's a good installment. I bet you're pushing hard for that. Yes. <laughs> so you can just you can just pull the forklift with the pallet just right through that garage door. Maybe not the forklift. Oh, yeah. okay. But the pallet. The, the pallet. pallet. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The important stuff. Well, so I didn't get a chance to go on the tour with you guys, but I'm excited to hear about just the three different levels that you have going on in your building. Right. I guess before we d- dive into the descriptions of each level, I, I can't help but realize three roofs since 1999. That's those that's not lasting very long is it no they're not good grief three roofs so when was the last one put on like last year right 2020 or 2021 okay yeah so brand spanking new roof 
um, new HVAC system. They've, I know you guys got a new sign on the front. Yep. That was as of this year, right? About six months ago, yes. Yeah. So uh, those are, those are the types of little things that people don't realize, you know, um, unless you're in it to the day to day, like like Jared and I and and the rest of the business owners. It's these little things that are starting to starting to take place in downtown, and and things are looking good. But um, no, I I I applaud OPI for. Um, you know, it's unfortunate, but even just a, a well-maintained, functioning building is something to applaud these days, because <laughs> we can't take that for granted, really. Right. Um, so that's that's been great. But okay, so on the main floor, you guys actually have um, two buildings, right? I, I mean, it's one building, but it's you put a hole in one one wall on the main floor, correct? Correct. Okay. Okay. So you where you walk into OPI right now is is one is one side of the building and then on your other side you're showing us and it's kind of your paper cutting more of your day-to-day operations right. is that right right okay so a lot of people probably have seen that tell us a little bit about what that is that main floor has been in the past some of the other businesses and stuff i know that have been there on that main floor um it, it's been a barber shop it, it's been palace clothing uh there's been a dentist post office has been in there twice Hmm. They've been on on both sides. Shoe store, okay, and uh, Vin's pharmacy, and that's as of recent. That was probably what was before you guys, I'd imagine, maybe. Um, no, it, it was uh, Vin's pharmacy, and then Ritzman's. Oh, okay, was, was originally there. Uh, Martin's for Men. Okay, and I think we came in after that. Mar- after Martin's for Men. Yes. So you guys got a, a bunch of new wardrobes. Yeah, <laughs> behind that building. Well, cool. And you've got some pictures here, so I will uh, these these pictures that he's got um, show show kind of the side of the building, which is awesome. Uh, a Vin's Pharmacy. So go to our Facebook page, check that out. Um, and then it's also got the inside, which um, after looking at it, um, I mean, you you can this is this was what you'd call your storefront right now. This this room. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. So who knows? You might pick up some some stragglers coming in um, after they see this picture. You can stand, probably position them where where they need to stand and and see what it used to be. So it's it's filled to the brim. It looks like in this old time picture of just uh, prescription drugs and and trinkets, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So very cool. Um, what I was was most excited about. And in the tour is the parts of the building that you don't really see on a on a day to day basis. Um, so, Dwayne, the reason why I, I toured it is is the Economic Development Board is trying to get into more downtown buildings, just to um, not really for any purpose, but just to be more involved. One with the businesses that are there, and then two. Um, you know, if down the line, way down the line, there's opportunity, at least we know what we have, you know, um, and maybe who knows, it might stir up some, some additional interest. So, um, that being said, we all took a tour and Dwayne did a very good job. He had, he printed out a whole page of notes, um, which were, had some pretty cool stories, which I'd like to get you into, but, um, we went, started our tour upstairs. So in between these two buildings, if you're looking at the middle of OPI, uh, which is one big building now, and the middle of them is a door that leads up a stairway to apartments up there. Yes. And how many? How many are up there? Did we? Did we count them? Nine, I think. 
nine, nine or ten, and they're all they're all pretty small apartments. But it it you walk into a a wide hallway, and off of each side, all the way down this hallway, is these apartments with old old lettered lettered doors, and um, it's it was pretty incredible. Um, so was do you know if that was originally built as apartments, Dwayne? I think it was built as apartments. Okay. So they had the intention, kind of the, the modern intention of what we're trying to do, of of commercial space on the floor and apartments above. Yeah, and, and I know there were apartments up there, and some of the businesses were also up there. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's a pretty, it's a really cool space, um, especially when we're talking about a housing so- shortage. You know, Jared and I have had quite a few of these conversations, and and all of them kind of resort back to a housing shortage, job jobs. You know, even if we had jobs, where are they going to live? Type of situation. Well, uh, you know, in, in downtown, OPI is not the only place that has this going on. We people used to live there, you know, d- downtown, and um, we've got the bones there. So why not? Why not leverage it? But um, so we we went in and out, and it, it seemed like people had just picked up and left. There's still furniture there, and yeah, I mean. There's still, I mean, it's it's wasn't, it's not necessarily livable, but um, uh, right now, no, it's not. Yeah. When was the last person to, or not? Uh, when was the last time somebody lived there? About how long ago? Twenty fourteen. Okay. Fifteen. Okay. Not too long ago, but um, so as far as architecture up there. Um, it's got some old, it's got all the old woodwork. Um, I'm trying to think, Dwayne, what else architecture wise part of the building? Well, some of the, the colors and the wallpaper. Yeah. And- yeah. Um, but in the front apartment, you know, it's got all those, those windows overlooking downtown and it feels like you're in a New York style apartment, probably less cars driving by than New York, but um, uh, th- those windows are probably 20 years old, maybe. Okay, yeah. Well, very cool. So, Jared, did we paint a clear enough picture for you on, on what upstairs looks like? Yeah, I think so. What's your, yeah. what's your, initial, what's your initial question? If you, if you had uh, the guy that gets everything done in front of you, what question would you have for him in regards to OPI upstairs? No pressure. My first question, well, when you share this about me after you guys went through your tour, my first question was, I wondered why they're not using them yeah. currently or why they're not renting them out. Just just out of curiosity, not that it... Uh, a lot of it has to do with insurance. Sure. Um, because it's a liability to have somebody upstairs because if something happens up there, then it affects your downstairs. Mm-hmm. And I, I do know our insurance company put a lot of pressure to not have anybody up there. Really? Wow. And, you know, if you're talking about a successful business, they, they know what their bread and butter is. Right. Um, so it's it's one of those deals if it's if it machines work and maybe don't make any adjustments. I, I that's probably the way I I'd see it. Um but uh no, I I think you know if there's ever a change in change in ownership, um, it's good just to know what what is up there. But um, okay, so I'm gonna s- skip on down to the basement now. 
which the basement also was, I don't know, the basement might have been even more interesting hearing all your stories than um, than even the upstairs. So tell us a little bit about the uh, the hidden room. This was the one that I got the most excited about as you were sharing to me just your story. Your story of going the recap, the yeah, yeah, the recap is the apartments upstairs were cool, and obviously I've been in the main floor. But as you were talking about the car dealership, oh, spoiler alert! Sorry, no. <laughs> as you were talking about the yeah. downstairs, and you're just picturing a car being able to drive down there. Yeah, yeah, was well, interesting. Um, shortly before I started there, they uh, they were kind of in the basement, and then they were looking around, and they could see where the the walls in one of the bathrooms ended mm-hmm. and then they could they went down to on the inside of the stairs and they could see where that one ended and they knew that there was 10 15 space of something back there right so they put a hole in this wall and when they peeked in there's a there's a sink there's a toilet and all of it's still hooked up <laughs> that's kind of creepy and it was just closed off there's a hidden room. I didn't tell you about that. Hidden. There was a hidden room yeah. in OPI. Yes. This is like. Is this a scene off the movie National Treasure with Nicolas Cage? <laughs> <laughs> That's so. It, you found a bathroom basically, and yeah. and somewhere along the lines, they decided, hey, it's me- it's best if we just if we just lock up this bathroom. It doesn't sound as cool when you're like, and they found a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they knocked a hole in the wall and you're not going to believe what was behind yeah, there. Yeah, but Dwayne, but Dwayne didn't say what was in the bathroom. That's right. He, he never told, We're not told us that. Yeah. Well, we've never been in there. What? You've never been in the hidden room? The hole's not big enough to climb through yet. Wow. Hmm. We can make it happen. Yeah. But I'll take you down there. You can... You crawl can through. <laughs> so... So we've got the hidden room uh, downstairs, but originally, um, the the you could tell in regards to the basement where the where the, it's one building, but but kind of two buildings. It's like a duplex basically, right. and there's the foundation is formed to where it's it's outlining both the buildings. So they they are pretty well separated. But since then, Duane said that. Um, that maybe we cut out the, the it's all access accessible through through one side but um we went to the back of of the basement and I saw daylight coming through um these doors and we're in a basement um and so I, I paired you up for the, the story there what 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 is the access point for back in uh, 1915 they had a car dealership downstairs and literally they drove the cars down the ramp into the basement and when they sold them they drove them right back out of the basement and so Dwayne was telling us this story I'm like wow that's crazy how did they how did they possibly do that and and that's when he took us to the back and he's like buy this ramp and it was still there yeah, yeah. It, it's a ramp headed to the basement so, and then my next question to Landon when he was sharing this with to me was, well, how many cars do you think you could fit down there? How big is this basement? And you correct me if I'm wrong, but you said maybe about 30 cars down there? I'd, I'd say so. Pretty close back then, yeah. Yeah. And this one thing about the ramp was we're talking about new cars here, right? Yeah. So 19, 1915, um, probably even more expensive relatively speaking back then than they are now um if you're talking about 1915 but this this ramp is steep i mean it is 
I, I they must have been these cars must have been designed well obviously they're designed differently but they had to sit up higher like a, a model t or whatever because um any car right now would you you'd scrape your front end it's worse right. than the dip on on main street over on like six or uh what is that 12 right. yeah it's a lot worse than that can you imagine just saying for a second that you owned OP, the the building there and you turned the upstairs from the nine apartments to a home and yeah. had your garage in the basement and you could drive out wow. of the basement every yeah. day like you're driving out of the bat cave the back you're batman <laughs> you could, it, it, this this ramp is so steep that you could floor it fast enough and you can get you yeah. could get air out of it yeah that's and, and you're downtown it's right. the best of it's yeah. the best of all the worlds at um, one point when we had our uh, great damaged furniture downstairs mm-hmm. we had plywood and we had like three sheets screwed together and we drag them up over the stairs to the top and we would put the furniture on the plywood and let it slide down slide it down huh you didn't you didn't ever use the ramp off the back you figured it'd be better just to use the stairs or right. what right okay hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. I, you know, having a car dealership da- downstairs, I don't know how that makes a whole lot of sense. I don't know what they're, what they're thinking. Unless it was, it was like a situation where you had a cigar lounge down there too, and it was like a really premier situation. But you think about these days, a lot of your, a lot of your sales are probably drive-by sales of checking it out. You aren't driving by a basement and seeing well, what would be new in- cars. Maybe this has nothing to do with it. Obviously, you're in western Kansas where you have storm and you mm-hmm. and, and you have hail. The first thing I thought of, well, maybe insurance didn't cover it having hail damage. So you're like, so the guy was like, you know what? I'm going to bury gonna my put, cars. Yeah, I'm going to bury my cars. I'm going to put it in the basement. Maybe. Hmm. That's a far out I, stretch. but I'm willing to bet that we're, we've got to have one of the only car dealerships that's ever been in a basement. I don't know. But maybe who we knows? need to ask do you have any picture of that Dwayne? i do not okay all right well the proof is there the proof is in the pudding mm. the proof is in the foundation but okay let's jump into uh, our next segment broadway virals all about downtown this is this is a question that i made specifically for the guy that gets everything done okay okay um with you being downtown so long have you seen any trends with foot traffic or, you know, just just business in general? Are there highs and lows throughout the seasons or throughout the years? What gets people downtown? You know, it, it, it's definitely kind of slower right now. And, you know, we, we've seen it, you know, kind of peaks and, and valleys. Yeah. Um, as far as what gets them downtown, uh I think some of the events like Alex is doing and yeah. you know, Moonlight Madness and yeah. and and that stuff you know, that that's getting people out, it's getting them down and yeah. What do you think the biggest advantage of a downtown location for a business would be? You can park in one place and you can you know cross the street to go to country seasons or dress it up, or you can walk down the street to doers or you know it's it's all it's an experience. It's all right there. Yeah, it's an experience. I just uh, thought of you in the Noon Lions Club. I uh, visited a, a Noon Lions Club meeting, and you guys do so much for the for the community. Um, I mean, so much. It was they had a whole list of 
they, they were trying to explain what what all they did, and they couldn't even get to the bottom of it because um, they they provide glasses for for elementary kids um, who who can't afford glasses. Um, obviously, the whole baseball program fundraising. I mean, it was it was pretty incredible what you guys do. Um, that's going to tie me into uh, my next question. As a community member, uh, you're you're pretty involved. How can others be involved? And um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. Ask somebody. Yeah. You know, if, if you see we're we're picking up Indian flags, or if you see. Larned Pride is, is working in their garden or something, and you want to do something like that, ask them. Yeah. They'd be happy to have you, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. Kind of get out of your bubble. Yeah. And, and yeah. especially with the, you know, we have a lot of people moving into Larned from out of state. Um, they're probably coming from environments that isn't as opening. You know, they, they're by by nature a little bit more reserved. Maybe we need to let people know, like, hey, this is a pretty involved community. You can... You can talk to a stranger and and potentially meet a best friend in, in this yeah. community, yeah. you know. So, yep. well, Dwayne, thanks so much for joining us today on thank the podcast. You. Yeah, and yeah. thank you for everything that you do for our community and involved in and being the get everything done in the OPI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thank you all for tuning in for another episode. We are looking forward to touching base next week. God bless. We want to thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Downtown Learner Podcast. We hope that this episode has both blessed and encouraged you. If you haven't yet, go like our Facebook page and leave a comment with your biggest thoughts and takeaways from this week's episode. Have a great rest of your week. God bless.